This ain't your average f***ing online marketing podcast. This is the Dave Sharp Show. Hey, what's going on, my friend? This is Dave Sharp, and welcome to the Dave Sharp Show. It's going down today. Recently, I took a trip to the mall, which led to... Actually, let me back up, because I didn't take a trip. I first went with my wife, and she went into Tiffany... (laughs) as every good wife does. She went into Tiffany and she found a bracelet that she said, I would rock the fuck out of that thing. So it was Mother's Day that was coming up and I went back kind of in a secretive and sneakily way, if sneakily is actually a word, if it's not, I just made it up on the spot. I went back and I not only copped her a bracelet, (laughs) but as a good husband would do, I also copped me a matching bracelet. Now we ended up getting each other's names on each other's bracelet. So I actually got her name on mine. She got my name on hers. And on the back of the bracelet, we got our wedding anniversary date engraved. But throughout that process in working with the gentleman who sold the bracelet to me, his name was Sal, I learned, or better yet, was reminded of something really important when it comes to selling to affluent, a.k.a. rich, a.k.a. wealthy people that I want you to know because inside of your sales and marketing efforts, You really want to focus on people who have money. Why? Because they're going to be able to afford your products and your services. So there's going to be a little context and conversation at the beginning of this episode between me and Sal because one of the things that he did was he actually made a personal trip to deliver the bracelets over to my office. And then I'm going to jump into the content and tell you exactly what I learned. So let's jump in. I'm going to teach you something that's not often talked about in sales. It's how to sell to affluent people, right? Oftentimes, you're going to come across people who have money, people who are used to receiving a different kind of treatment than the rest of the population. And you may even, especially if you're in some form of high-ticket sales, then you may find yourself selling to people, obviously, who are affluent because Those are typically the only type of people who can afford what you're selling. And if you really, really, really know your target audience and you really know what you're selling, then you can dial in on exactly who you're selling to. And once you know that, then you can design your presentation and your pitch and how you communicate and how you interact with them in a a really customized way. So what I want to talk to you about is five ways to sell more effectively to affluent people. Now, as you saw here inside of this video, um, you know I'm I'm uh, I just had a delivery from Tiffany, and uh, and and the gentleman, his name was Sal. Extremely, extremely job well done. That didn't really sound right, but anyways, you get the point. He did a great job, and uh, and I want to share also some of my experience since it's fresh, right? Actually receiving. Um, an experience from a really good salesperson. This guy has been in high-end jewelry sales for many decades, right? Um, he didn't. We didn't do an interview with him because he's, you know, he's. We don't want to infringe on their brand, and that's totally cool and understandable. But I want to also share and weave in some of the insights that I got from actually making a purchase and I got two super high-end 18 karat gold bracelets really beautiful and for me um, I can get I can get gold bracelets I can get jewelry anywhere right but for me I was willing to pay more and I was willing to 
kind of go through, jump through a few more hoops to get a really, really nice um, bracelet. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about why as I go through some of these tips. So let's get into it. All right. Five things that are going to help you sell more effectively to affluent people. All right. Number one, you want to focus on your presentation, not on applying pressure. Right? I can tell you one thing that people with money to where price is not an issue, to where money is not going to be their main objection, they're going to be more like there's no need to apply pressure to these people. They, they make a decision based on the experience, based on the feeling they have, and based on the other things that I'm going to talk to you about here in the remaining four um, tips. Okay, so most sales trainers, most sales managers, most people in sales, right? One of the biggest things that people want to focus on is, 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 is being high pressure, closing, closing, closing. But if you're working with affluent people, if you're working, and by the way, if you're selling something that's a higher ticket price, maybe you might have affluent people come through and you have less affluent people come through, you're going to want to deal with those people a little bit differently, right? So when you have somebody come through who's affluent, who money is not a problem for them, applying pressure is not going to be effective, right? They're going to be turned off by that. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it, you're going to lose the sale. Probably 100% of the time, if you apply pressure or be overbearing, during the presentation in any way, then you're going to lose the sale. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't follow up, right? That does not mean that you shouldn't follow up because part of it being a non-pressure process is that you may need to follow up a couple of times, right? I mean, that's totally understandable. So focus less on pressure, focus more on the, the presentation and the experience and using effective follow-up uh, that's really geared towards just staying in front of them opposed to using any fear tactics or any aggressive strategies or tactics like that. Thing number two, tip number two is communicate like a pro. Now I want to give you an example. This guy, when he, um, and I'm going to talk more about this in the coming tips, he offered to actually deliver the bracelets, which you know, you're probably seeing some, some images of that in this video of him kind of coming over and bringing the bracelets over to our offices. Uh, this is, one of these bracelets is going to be a gift. And, uh, and so, you know, when he went to text me, um, he first asked, David, do I have permission to text you? So he didn't just fire off a random text. He didn't also being aware that it was a gift. He didn't just fire off a text talking about the, the thing that I bought because, hey, who knows, if the gift was for my spouse, then maybe my spouse would be right there by my phone and it would ruin the gift. So he was very conscious about his communication. I see way too many salespeople who are just unprofessional and unaware with their communication. If you're in sales, it's not absolutely necessary that you're a great writer, but you should also be on point with your grammar and your spelling, right? Because if you fire off an email or you fire off a text and it looks like shit, I mean, it's just a turnoff, right? Especially to somebody who's affluent, especially to somebody who's maybe well-read or educated or professional, right? They want to be treated with respect. They want their space and their privacy to be respected. And the way that Sal went about that 
before he actually texted me his message asking for permission if he could text me was a prime example of really, really pro communication. All right, tip number three is focus on VIP treatment. Now let me give you an example here with Sal again. One thing that he did, it, there was a little bit of a, of a, of an issue right when I was, right when I was uh, um, paying in the store last week about actually picking up the bracelets. I didn't want to go back over to the mall. Like I was hemming and hawing about that and I was looking at my schedule because I'm busy and I run a company and I have a family and you know, um, I was just trying to find like, when am I going to, when am I going to come back over from St. Pete to Tampa to go and pick up this bracelet? Right. It's like, it's, you know, he could just tell from looking at me, going through my calendar, trying to find a time that not only I could do that, but also that I could not let anybody else know that I was doing it. Right. Cause once again, uh, one of these bracelets is a gift. And so he immediately when he, when, he, when he realized what I was doing, he said, hey, it's absolutely no problem. I'm happy to bring those bracelets over to you and make a delivery. When he said that, man, it was, I was like ready to pay more. And trust me, they were already expensive, right? So when he, when he, when he provided um, and suggested that he was willing to give me VIP treatment, it, it just, it sealed the deal. And if I was on the fence at all, if I was on the fence and that was an issue, um, me coming back to get the bracelets, then that would have been something that would have pushed me over. Affluent people want to have a VIP treatment. They want the reason why people are willing to pay more is because they want the experience, right? They want to come and have a unique experience. So if you have a higher ticket product, if you're in some sort of a premium price industry, or if you want to be more effective selling to affluent people, then you can man you can literally create a VIP treatment sometimes with your words, right? You don't want to be slimy or hypey, like I always saying, I don't do this for anybody else, but I'll do it for you. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about being willing as the salesperson to go above and beyond, even if the company won't do it. Like Tiffany is not about going and they don't do personally, but the 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 guy was willing to do that. And that's what I'm talking about. That's why he's successful. All right, number four is tell a story with your product. Forget the features and benefits, man. The features and benefits, look, I use this bracelet as a prime example. It's a bracelet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's gold. It's 18 karat. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It, it's, it's, it's everything that I wanted it to be, but it's not like I can't get it somewhere else. And it's not like I can't get it somewhere else for cheaper. And so for me, when I buy stuff, I like the story of where it comes from. If I buy a piece of art or if I buy a watch or if I buy a bracelet, I want to I wanna know, I wanna know the story behind it. And I also want to have a story to tell, right? So for example... What Sal focused on when I was in the store was not sitting there talking about the, 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 the features and benefits of the bracelet. What he focused on telling me was that about the owner of the company. He told me about how the company grew, right? He, he let me know that the company was, which I didn't know, was actually founded by a guy named, I think, John Tiffany, right? So I, I didn't know that. It was founded by a guy, 
right? Tiffany's not a female. It's actually a man. It's actually a Jew. He was actually going to partner with, with, with Patek at one time, the watchmaker Patek, but he didn't. And he went off to kind of start his... He just had this whole history, right, about Tiffany that he... That he and he didn't go into... Um, this long, drawn-out dissertation about it, but he gave me some nuggets. He told me a story which made me desire the product all the more. You see the difference there when you focus on the features and benefits of your high-ticket product, and you're always somebody's always going to pick you apart, but what somebody can never replicate or duplicate is your story. Over the years, I focused on telling story, too, in my sales and marketing, and it's been extremely effective. It separated me from the masses because, again, nobody else has a story like mine. All right, number five. Let's wrap this baby up. Make getting referrals easy. If I have a good experience with somebody from buying something that was that was a high-end product and, and again, that, that gave me an incredible experience, I'm going to naturally want to talk about it, right? It, it, it ties right in with that number four, have a story to tell, right? I, I not only am interested in the story of the product, but I'm interested in telling the story of the product, right? Like people like to talk about their stuff. They like to talk about where they got their stuff, how they got it, the story behind it, right? We're all selfish creatures who are like infatuated with ourselves and like what we got. So if somebody has the ability to purchase really cool stuff, high-end stuff, they want to talk about it. So naturally, they're going to talk about it to most likely their other affluent friends. So make getting referrals easy. I'm talking about like... What sort of creative ideas can you come up with for people to get in contact with you? It's not about, hey, I'll give you, and I want to be real clear about this. It's not about, hey, I'll give you a $100 referral every time you send me a customer. Like That's not an effective strategy for affluent people because, remember, money is not the issue. What they want to do is they want to be able to tell a story, and then they want to give their friends that same experience. So now all of a sudden their friends can have something to connect on, whether it's a car, whether it's a bag, whether it's a piece of jewelry, or whether it's just an experience with a person, the the salesperson, right? Hey, you went and saw John, right? Or did you go and see Sal over at Tiffany's? Awesome, right? Killer dude, right? We always want to talk about experiences that we have with people. So make getting referrals easy. Make it easy to get in contact with you. Like creative ideas, go and see if you can get a 1-800 number with your name in it. Have an email address that's really, really easy to get a hold of. If you're in jewelry or something like that, even consider having your own email address that people can get a hold of you because if you don't work at that company in the future, then you have an email address that never expires. Does that make sense? Have a cell phone that's that's easy. Have, have, Have a business card that's different, right, that stands out. Something like that, anything like that is going to make it easy for people to get a hold of you. If you're difficult to get a hold of, even if the story's great, then you're not going to get any referral business. All right, my friend, I hope that made sense. I hope that helped you, and my hope is is that's going to help you close more high-ticket deals. That's going to help you to be more effective with affluent people. And remember that affluent people, it's a different breed. It's a different type of customer. So approach with care. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to DaveSharpShow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.